Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode 217. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Yep. Recently, there's been a viral video of an MMA fighter. Um, after he won his fight, uh, he had a post, uh, post-fight post conversation, and he mentioned something about herpes randomly, um, and that's all people heard. So <laughs> let, me, let me run that clip real quick. Oh, what the heck? There we go. I was exhausted. I'm about to launch this NFT that's going to change the fight game. And I put in 30 all-nighters before that fight. I had herpes before that fight, two outbreaks in the span of a week. I'm here. I'm healthy. Let's go. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll fight. Last- All right. What you take away from that is he basically mentioned having herpes, how he had an all-nighter. He was basically giving an explanation for why he had lost his previous fight. And all everybody heard was herpes. Yeah. And it got viral. <laughs> and and basically they they people accuse him of oversharing and all of these things. All right. Now in the grand scheme of it all, we just got an update on what why he did what. He he mentioned the, you know, that he was a marketing genius and and he knew that that moment would go viral if he mentioned herpes. Technically, he has herpes, but it's not genital. Mm-hmm. It's uh the the mouth herpes. He has flare-ups, but I I don't even think it's uh type 2. I think it's herpes simplex one is the like the cold sores or the mouth. Yeah, uh, he said he got it from a wrestling mat. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said he has flare flare ups every you know once or twice a year, but he had two within the last week prior to the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say this: I think that when we talk about something like herpes, right, um, people don't realize how close they are to getting it. Yeah, like just the the sexual habits of most people will put them at risk of getting something like that. Mm-hmm. For one, um, in addition to. Um, uh, like it, it's not it's not a death sentence, but it's some it's some shit that your ass could never get rid of though. Yeah. So you just gonna be walking around forever with I don't even know what to make of herpes. I just know you just you, you get bumps on your dick. That's pretty much <laughs> it's just ugly. Yeah. yeah. I mean I I would imagine it's painful as well, just you know, having, you know, open blisters or you know, blisters on your genitals. Yeah. I can't be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, let me backtrack a little bit because I don't want to go all over the place. But even when he mentioned the NFT, the reason for going viral and mentioning the herpes was to bring attention to the overall conversation. But he has an NFT that he had been working on, and it's to give fighters the intellectual property to conversations like that and the rights to the fight. So mm-hmm. he has a greater purpose behind what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um. So, you know, give him credit for that. Um, which I think is pretty cool. But uh, I was listening to Brilliant Idiots podcast last week, and Wax said, yo, man, his NFT going to have mad bumps on it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's going to have the first NFT with herpes bumps on it. Yeah. Shit. That's crazy. God damn. That is a, that, that's a very um, – I like the idea of the NFT or the blockchain or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if – the whole marketing genius thing is it necessarily giving yourself applies. too much give yourself too much credit i think he was just just spitting i think he was yeah. just you know saying whatever the first thing that came to his mind um but if he thought that far ahead and was like yo people gonna take this herpes thing as something else then like i'll get i'll apply him for that but yeah. i don't know all attention isn't good all publicity is all what is it all publicity is not good publicity yeah so when you say yo I got herpes, but check this out. All they heard was the herpes, dog. Yeah, all her publicity is not all her publicity. <laughs> oh, that's the name of the podcast. Her publicity. Her publicity, all right. Oh man. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy too is somebody said, like, oh, this this is oh, this guy's got herpes. 
Mm. Nobody's gonna want to fight that guy now. <laughs> what if he has a fucking flare-up? He said he said that they need to set uh, have a division for fighters that got herpes and make them fight. <laughs> Bro, I was dying. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Um, Charlemagne has been a, a big proponent of kind of like um, destigmatizing, trying destigmatize, to destigmatize. Yeah, uh, herpes. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I, I think that it, it's considered a skin disease. What is it? One out of every six people have uh, herpes. Yeah, you that's know? a lot. And so, and sometimes um, people get it and they don't. They don't. Eighty uh, percent of pe- flare ups. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it too is, is um, the thing that's crazy about the whole herpes thing is, is people can get it, especially if you're if you're very promiscuous, you're really raising your chances. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to be a player out here and you got to put your dick in something different every week. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna catch something, man. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know it's, it's a risk already every time you yes. have sex with somebody. But yes. The best thing you can do for yourself is minimize the risk. Yeah. You know, and that's by knowing your partner at least. Yeah. Some so, sort of some sort of camaraderie with camaraderie with them. Yeah. Some rapport. There, there are inherent risk with having sex at all, and I feel like women are more at risk when having sex than anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'll take and I. Listen to Kevin Gates say this. Uh, I don't like to make it like I made the point, but Kevin Gates said that, you know, a woman is at risk because a woman's body is very gentle, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Like he talked about, like, before he has sex with his girl, he makes sure his fingers and his hands are really clean when he's, you know, um, you know, using his fingers on his girl or he makes sure his mouth and teeth and everything are brushed. So he doesn't give her any like bacterial infections or anything of that nature. And that's important. So I think that we live in a time now where they're trying to normalize everything and they got these slut walks and all of this. But promiscuity for women is dangerous. Mm -hmm. Women are at risk because if a dude, if 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 all these dudes is shoving dirty penises in you, you could get all kind of shit. You could get herpes. You could get HIV. You could get all kind of stuff, you know, and this is not to, to like shame women at all or tell them what they should or should not be doing. But women have a greater risk, not mm-hmm. only STDs, but also pregnancy. Yeah. So that's the thing. You know, I, I feel like we all can have safe sex. Just build some rapport with the people that you fucking. Yeah, for sure. And, and communicate. Obviously, like people, you don't if you're not living with the person or you don't have their whereabouts 24 seven. Somebody could just lie, but oh, you know yeah. you just want to build some, uh, you know, open line of communication. Just say like, hey, you know, if we gonna do this, it's gonna be exclusive to what we got on. I, I don't want you out here running around um, on both ends. You know, whether it's the, the um, I wouldn't, I can't even say guy or girl because it's, you know, it's a different dynamics out here. But yeah, you know, just on both ends of of the communication, you just want both people to know like, hey, if we're gonna do this, it's gonna be exclusive. And you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a give you enough to where you you should be good and you're not gonna have to you know go yeah. out and get no extra inspect people too shit mm-hmm. you better women you need to look at look at the dick and balls make sure they're not infected mm-hmm. fellas you need to look at that wop make sure it's not that's that's make sure that's just only juice coming out and not like um uh you know virus and shit coming out of there yeah some yeast yeah that, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't a yeast infection that's a beast infection <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i i ain't gonna lie i'll be i'll be investigating yeah, you got to. Yeah, I'll be mm-hmm. like, hmm. See, is this a is this an ingrown hair? <laughs> What's that bump right there? Yeah. Like, oh, I was shaving. Ingrowns. Yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, so, yeah, you, you got to investigate, man. Mm-hmm. Yo, this is off the record. Sometimes girls don't be shaving too good, and they be having stubble. 
<laughs> you don't mess with the stubble. You put your face down there and cut your whole face off. Oh, that's facts. <laughs> yeah. I'm grown. I'm grown though. I don't, you know, it's I think when I was young, I was like, it gotta be bald, it gotta be that. But as long as I'm, you know, as long as I'm not cutting my tongue up too bad, then I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Some dudes low key. You know what's funny though? Is is actually it's normal for women to have hair down there. Mm-hmm. The only because I, I, I did some research on this, it's normal for women to have hair, but porn has ruined our perception ah, of regular you. sex. Yeah, like men and women really ain't supposed to be shaved down there. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's they doing that. It's an upkeep to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, but, but yeah, if, and a lot of women be like uncomfortable with shaving themselves bald sometimes, or yeah. like just just like with the the hair growing back, or especially different like. Um, Different textures. True. Mm-hmm. But it looks better. So keep on shaving. <laughs> Shave all 2022. That's <laughs> that Brazilian <laughs> wax going. Oh, man, that Brazilian is something else. Yeah. I heard that shit will rip off all your sins. <laughs> rip your sins away. Some girl got a, some girl the other day, I'm not going to say who, but she got she got a wax. And she is like, I got a new wax. I got a new pussy, y'all. Dang. Like, nah, that's that's the same old pussy. Really how it works. Yeah, it's got the same miles on it. Yeah. <laughs> Still got the chlamydia in there. <laughs> oh man, you know be fucked up. What if a dude uh, got a Brazilian wax and got sh- like got all this stuff Cut off and his nuts, hairs, and everything cut off, mm-hmm. and then like he walk in the room and they be like, "Oh, still got a little dick." Dang. <laughs> That's supposed to make it a little it look a little bigger. Damn. If yeah. you if you completely shaving, it's still little. Shh. You better start eating pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got tongue action. Got to be crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, man, you don't even expect for herpes. Just get down there. Yeah, <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh. Uh, hmm. What's that bump right there? It don't matter. You just get little. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Kendrick Lamar's album. Yeah, man. Just came out. What's it called? M- Morale and the and the big steppers. Mr. Morale and the big steppers. Me, yeah, highly I highly anticipated album. Highly anticipated album. This is uh, his last album came. Was it five years ago? I think it was four years ago. Four years ago was it eighteen. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it might might have been right mm-hmm. in there. Um, I'll say this. Um, I feel like there's there's two extremes that are going out. There are people who have listened to uh, Kendrick Lamar's album and. They're like, oh, this is mid. So, like, less than 24 hours of the album coming out, they was like, oh, man, this is weak. This is this. This is that. Like, the fact that you come to a determination of a whole, like, piece of art that took four or almost five years, it's kind of irresponsible. It's very short-sighted and irresponsible to do that. Um, And I think it's also irresponsible to listen to something for less than 24 hours and say it's the best album of all time. I think that's also irresponsible. Yeah, for sure. You just have a, a bias and you love Kendrick Lamar and you're going to say that regardless, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that if you're a person who appreciates the arts, I think that any any major album whether it's from Michael Jackson or whoever the fuck is out there that's created these these art these art pieces that have stood the test of time whether it's Michael Jackson or Michael Bublé or whoever, right? <laughs> It took years for people to determine that this is the best album that I've heard, or this is one of the best albums ever made. Mm-hmm. They, like no one listened to Michael Jackson's album and said, "Oh, this is the best album ever." Twenty four hours after it came out, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that what's happening, yeah, that people don't let music marinate anymore. It's, it's just this. 
this instant gratification that people are looking for. They just need to be instantly stimulated. Yeah. And the sad part about it is back in the day, there was a process that led up to us getting the music. Mm-hmm. We had to go to Sam Goody or or F, what's it called, that store, F-R-E or F Fry. F-Y-E. Huh? Is it F-Y-E? I think it's F-Y-E. Mm-hmm. Like we had to go to Sam Goody or all these places or even Walmart back in the day to go out and physically get a hard copy of the album, whether it was through cassette or through CD. So we had the experience of waiting in line or going to purchase it and then putting it in our car for the first time by ourselves and coming to a determination of how much we loved this album or how much we didn't really like it, but we, we allowed ourselves to feel it. Yeah. But, but now with the internet connecting us way too much, like we have too much access to each other's lives. And we also get things so instantaneously it's just ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. we, when the music drops, everyone's hearing it at the same time, and everybody's tweeting about it. Everyone's on the internet about it, and it's so annoying that we take art and like the way we view it. We we view art like fast food, mm-hmm. and that's counterproductive to me. I don't like that. Yeah, uh, Xavier TV had a skit um, about Kendrick's album where he uh, he was like, "Yo, this this is gonna be a." Cl-. I forgot how it went, but I think he was like, "Yo, it's gonna be a classic. This, this is gonna be fire," and he played like maybe three seconds of it. Yeah. He was like, hoo, 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 hoo. like this is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like how 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 it goes nowadays. It's yeah. like that reaction or it's the opposite. Um it was interesting for me because I, I I didn't get to see the reactions because I'm just not on social media like that um these days. But um I guess for me as far as my take on the album. Right. Um you n- never really know what to expect from Kendrick Lamar. Um, especially, especially now where like the way he did it normally when the album comes out, you'll have a couple singles out, a couple of music videos and then the album comes out. But this time he dropped the whole project by itself. Um, and the first thing that I, I realized is like a, just a level of growth and maturity. Um, I think, you know, to pimp a butterfly was a lot about, um, the black experience, I think Dan was probably more so about like personal relationships, but this one is like over the past four years, it seems like Kendrick has been studying, um, reading, maybe watching documentaries, maybe talking to some mentors here and there. Um, Definitely. He mentioned therapy. Um, And it's just like all these things that we are unpacking in therapy, whether it's like hyper masculinity or this, you know, toxic relationships or, um, homophobia and all these different things and he's hitting on all these different things also while rapping you know what I mean which is like a lot of that a lot of that subject matter is very taboo you know talking about transgender people in, in a rap song it's like that's uh, not, not to be like disrespectful but that's kind of like subject matters that's reserved to a guy like Logic yeah. But Logic may do it in like a poppy way that people may not, it may not necessarily resonate with people. But Kendrick Lamar is speaking on it from like a uh, real. That's not true because Logic has had some really like deep records, like the yeah. 1 800 number. Yeah. I'm not, it won't, I'm not saying that it won't resonate with people. I'm right. saying like just culturally, um, a lot Got of it. black people don't necessarily like go to no, they're not Logic songs. Definitely yeah. not. Especially not that song. Um, but yeah, like Kendrick, he was able to do, he was able to speak these messages in like, in a, in a, uh, one, like a realistic way. And two, in a, in a very artistic way where it was palatable, you know, he has a whole song where he's arguing with his girlfriend 
and they're rapping on beat, which is like that's like next level type stuff. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's my my take. Um, what I'll say is this: in regards to it too, is um, not only you, 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 there's so many elements to what has went on in the last like two days since the album came out. The album came out was it uh, Friday morning or something like that? Uh, for us on the West Coast, it's nine p.m. on Thursday. Thursday, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So when it came out, I probably maybe like an hour and a half later, I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that moment, I was like, you know what, this is going to take me a while to you know, cause to, to come to the determination, because like Roddy Rich's last album, like the one before this last one, mm-hmm. um, his last album, it was it was a good project, but because it wasn't the project before, he got a lot of shit. You talking about uh, please excuse me for being anti? Yes, that that's before. a classic. Yeah, that's a classic that's a album. album. Yeah, it's a really fucking good album. Yeah, um, and it's hard to recreate things like that. But here's the problem with people: people don't respect art because an artist is not trying to recreate something that he's already made. Mm-hmm. Like the reason why you like him as an artist is because he makes the music that he wants to make, mm-hmm. and that's what you love about him. But people say things like, "Oh." I, I was I was expecting to pimp a butterfly, Kendrick. It's like, bro, stop that. Mm-hmm. That like stop. Like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. If an artist did everything you wanted him to do, you would not. He would not be successful. Yeah, he was able to. He he was the one that took that leap of faith to do what he wanted to do. Like Childish Gambino is the ultimate. Childish Gambino is the ultimate example of that, where he went from rapping and he stopped and he just went to basically just harmonizing everything, and he's still really dope. Like real singing. Like real singing. Yeah, you know. And he he took that leap of faith, which it takes a lot of bravery, and he's still very 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 dope artist. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but not only that, let's talk about what Kendrick was talking about. A lot of these songs, I should have wrote the, the titles wanna, of them. Yeah, I got it all on, over here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play it, but um, let me see here. Let's go to right here. You got, uh, and what's weird too is what I've noticed is he got Kodak Black on here. Kodak Black. Yeah, kind of like narrating. Yeah. Or like doing, narrating and kind of doing poetry in, in between the. Album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I've noticed is there's certain artists that have kind of like destroyed these ideas. Like you would notice that people who love like J. Cole might not be the biggest fans of 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. But they got a tight. They got, but they came together mm-hmm. and like, any project they've made has been dope. Mm-hmm. And now you got Kendrick and Kodak Black. Yeah. And it's dope. And like to me, my favorite song is with them two. It's called the, Silent Hill. Yeah. Um on on J. Cole's uh I think on Middle Child. He's like just left the lab with that young nigga Kodak reminded me of young niggas from the from the Ville. And you realize like we're we kind of grow up a little bit differently, but honestly, we grow up in the same type of situations. Right. It's just a matter of I probably went home before the lights went on, and then you might have stayed out mm-hmm. a little bit later or something like that. So you realize, like, we all have, you know, similar experiences, and Kodak being from Florida and Kendrick being from um, Compton, obviously, um, they probably got along really well. Like, hey, my mom used to do this back in the day. Man, that's crazy. My mom used to do this. And, you know, they just kind of, like, built a bond like that, so... Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it's a really dope album. Um, what but, I what what I seen too. Sorry to cut you off, but I seen that somebody had somebody had um, released like some reference tracks from from Kendrick Lamar. Um, so I don't know how the 
collaboration went with them too as far as like the poems and stuff go but i do know that kendrick is like he kind of orchestrates a lot of stuff so you know he might be like um he probably had it in his mind exactly what he needed kodak to do and how many bars here and what type of story he wanted him to tell so uh, that's pretty. That's pretty dope. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what sticks out. What really stuck out to me a song on there was it's called Father Time, mm-hmm. and in Father Time he speaks about daddy issues, and I think we've made dad like daddy issues or the 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 conversation of daddy issues have been synonymous with like women, mm-hmm. but he talked about men having daddy issues, and he he basically made the comparison if you've grown up with a father or without a father you still had daddy issues because of the, the lack of self-expression or the lack of emotions were passed down from your father to you. And there's a lot of times in which you have these, uh, these behaviors that are counterproductive to relationships. Yeah. And when, when women come into our lives and how they have to take on the, sometimes the lack of emotion or the, the lack of emotional intelligence in certain situations. Um, he also spoke about how the pros and cons of daddy issues where uh, having daddy issues, really complimented his competitive edge, mm-hmm. right? So I thought it was a really dope conversation. Me and Keith had this conversation on the podcast a long time ago about men with daddy issues um, uh, or, you know, men who lash out and punch holes in walls and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a daddy issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he also spoke about how um, men who didn't have a father in the house who also had daddy issues and how they went to the street and, and masked uh, and, and basically became like gang members mm-hmm. in the name of like this false masculinity mm-hmm. and masked and masked it as being gangster, mm-hmm. but it's not really being gangster. You just have daddy issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and he also, there, go ahead. Uh, um, along with that, that line about com- competitiveness, he was talking about Kanye West and Drake making up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, how, yeah. How he didn't necessarily like that. And he basically said like, I'm still working on myself. Kind of yeah. How he didn't like that. And it, yeah, he said he basically, I'm not as mature as I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was pretty powerful. There's mm-hmm. just a lot of moments of vulnerability in this album. Yeah, super. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of, and there's a lot of messages. Even the songs that was a bop and you was like bobbing your head to it, it was a message in it. Yeah. It was this, this is just fucking loaded with messages. That's loaded. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he also mentioned on that song, um, uh, you know, it, it's time we give the women a break. Mm-hmm. We got daddy issues. Yeah, and- it's, it's tough because it, it's, you can you can have daddy issues without even knowing you got daddy issues. Facts. Right. Like I call I called my dad the other day and I was just I was crying. Um and I and we don't have the best relationship and I just was basically telling him like thank you for coming to my games when I was a kid and stuff like that. Um but a lot of times we hold on to these these emotions, right? Like, you know, because he may have gone away or whatever the case may be. Um, we just be holding on to stuff and we t- we're taking it into every other relationship. Right. So if you don't get right with those type of situations, then you're still holding on to it. So in the back of your mind, you're reacting to situations based off of that dramatic right. relationship. Um, so I think that, um, you know, these type of conversations are important because, you know, it may it may lead somebody to look into their own personal life. Like, dang, man, when I was a kid, I was my dad told me not to come in the house until uh, if I lost um, a fight, too. And I was just yeah. sitting outside or, um, you know, they they pulling me out of the house to go fight somebody that yep. did something. So you fall down and fuck your knee up. You better not fucking cry. Mm-hmm. You better not cry. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get up now. You better not cry. Yeah. And it's like the suppression of emotion. 
Then you just hold on to that. You hold it on to this shit. Yeah. And then there and and daddy issues can also come from, you know, certain things that they that you can have daddy issues from your father not having a father. Yeah. So you may have a father present, but due to his issues and his father being absent, it affected how he fathered you. Mm-hmm. So he like as you get older, you can see like what he was compensating for or what he didn't have. Yeah. And and it's crazy. A lot of fathers, a lot of parenting from fathers is affected by them not having a proper role model. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like I had my father, but there was things that he was still a lot of times when I was a kid, he was still learning how to be a, a, a father himself and yeah. to be a and to be a man. Because coming from the coming from the background that he came from. You know, he didn't have a father there teaching him everything every step of the way. He had to learn a lot of the shit on his own, Mm -hmm. you know, and and growing up, that's not always the best thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've learned some great things from my father, but there are things that you have to unlearn from your parents. When your parents don't have the best representation, even if they had a father. See, here's another one. Here's another form of daddy issues that will affect a woman. When a woman has a father present, he could be the best father ever, right? Great dad, everything. But if he couldn't keep his dick in his pants, your daughter may not believe in men because her own father couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Yeah. So she's going out into the world thinking that all men are no good because she had poor representation in the home. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, uh, believe it or not, too, you also learn how important fathers are. This yeah. is not to downplay women, but they did a statistic on inmates in prison and how many of them did not have fathers in the home Mm -hmm. and it is a crazy i think it's like uh, was it like almost 80 percent that's wild did not have a father figure in the home Mm -hmm. so the daddy issues run very deep yeah and and we we have to stop applying this this idea or narrative to women oh she got daddy issues she got her ass out on the internet she got daddy issues now some of this shit is true a, wo- a woman that's out in the world that is absolutely begging and crying for attention, it may come from not having, you know, getting... Not getting attention from not, a dad. Not, not just from a dad. Yeah, from, yeah that mainly the dad and the mother or just both mm-hmm. parents as a collaborative. Mm-hmm. But I think if a, a, strong male, a strong male figure is in the home and he basically feeds his daughter um, how important she is to the world, and all of the things he points out to her has nothing to do with her looks, then she will go out into the world, even though she's a beautiful woman, she don't have to portray these over-the-top sexual uh, expressions and Mm -hmm. looking for attention from men because she doesn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. She owns a business. Yeah, She has this, she has that. She, She basically has crafted a world that is based off of things outside of her looking for attention. Mm -hmm. So when people get people, some women that they'll get mad, like it ain't got nothing wrong with getting attention, this and that. But like, baby, you 37, Mm -hmm. you 38 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, what was, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think just overall, this is like a very important, very timely album. Yeah. Like it kind of reminds me of, uh, the conversation surrounding, uh, get out or the conversation, conversation surrounding black Panther where, You know, people are listening to it and consuming it on on an entertainment level, but then also people are doing real research papers and breaking down, you know, lyrics and bars. And a lot of it 
some of it is very dense, but then some of it is like so simple that it's just like it just hits you hit hit, hit the nail on the head a lot of times. Um, yeah, and uh, that's that's all throughout the album. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, this this conversation runs thick, but there's another another song called "Mother I Sober," and it's basically one of the things talked about in the song was uh, the trauma that you know his mother went through trauma that affected how she parented. She kept asking him, "Hey, is your cousin touching you? Did he did he did your cousin touching you?" And he kept telling his mom, "No, no." But the reason why she did that is because he found out later that his mom had been sexually assaulted, and her trauma affected how she parented her children. She wanted to protect them. Yeah. And that, that's a huge fear. A lot of parents. Yeah, it's a huge fear. And you know, the thing about it, this is this is why I get really pissed off when people listen to an album for five minutes and be like, oh, this is mid. Like all these gems, all these messages. No one mm. wants to listen to a message anymore. They just want to listen to mindless content. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And and there was so much in here. I think it's so disrespectful to someone's craft to say it's mid or it's trash when they've embedded so much gems in the music. I just think you need to, you have to be literally, I feel like you have to have a comparable thought process or energy about you to appreciate art like this. Yeah, that's what I was telling you before. I was like, man, you have to be like um, working on yourself. Right. And then when you hear this, you're like, oh, okay, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be. Exactly. Like I'm, at this moment in my life, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like I'm, I may not be where I want to be, but 100%. this is where I'm supposed to be. And I think that's kind of like the confirmation we got from uh, from hearing that album. Yes, yeah, and and I genuinely appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And there's other messages too. They, they, the 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 video um, in '95, in '95, it came out what a couple like two days ago, mm-hmm. a day or two ago. And in '95, you would have to watch the video, but the I, I watched it, and then I watched um, I watched. A dude breaking down the meaning of it. He did an amazing fucking job too. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, the video starts with Kendrick in like an all white suit um, with his shoes off, floating over the water, which is more like a uh, a Jesus like thing. Mm-hmm. And people are some people got pissed off about that or had their. But they, like the the problem is, people need to stop dismissing the art and using their feelings. Mm-hmm. Like stop using your feelings about whatever religion or whatever. And look at the art and try to make sense of the art. That's mm-hmm. the problem I have with some people. But anyways, the point of him even having the crown of thorns on his head on the album cover and him having that floating above water thing was to flip the mirror on you and how you perceive him. Mm-hmm. He said on the album, you know, Kendrick made you feel like this, but he is not your savior. J. Cole made you feel inspired, but he is not your savior. LeBron uh, made you give him flowers, but he is not your savior. Basically saying you are looking at us as these almost like prophets, but I'm a regular man. I have issues with infidelity. Mm -hmm. I have issues with this. I have issues with um, um, I have daddy issues, Mm -hmm. masculinity issues. He he basically was telling everyone I'm a human. Mm -hmm. So before you. Look at me through this lens. I am a man first, mm-hmm. you know? And he even said in the album, you can't please everybody. Like, mm-hmm. he knew he couldn't please everybody, mm-hmm. even with this album or this body of work or just in life in general. Mm-hmm. But the fa- And I mentioned to you before the podcast, it was almost like the way he displays the art. He took a lot of time. It was like almost like Andy Warhol, mm-hmm. like the weird, like, tomato soup, 
upside down letters of mm-hmm. uh, squiggly lines but mm-hmm. this art will make sense to someone who tries to make sense of it or mm-hmm. who can decode the messaging mm-hmm. behind the album mm-hmm. rather than just trying to simplify it and and yeah. dumb it down mm-hmm. like that's yeah yeah i think um another uh what song is that oh i got the i got the list here yeah i'm looking at it now you got we cry we together. Cry together. That's the one that um is that's the one with the argument, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that song is like pretty pretty genius. Like yeah. it's almost like a a screenplay in a sense where it's like the the typical toxic argument. Yeah, right? it starts out with them yelling at each other over whatever the case may be, some infidelity, whatever, and it kind of just it goes up up and up from there until people start disrespecting each other mm-hmm. and Saying cussing a little each dick other and out. Shit. Yeah, all <laughs> the worst things you could you could say to somebody. Um and he's doing it so so cleverly. And the and the girl Taylor Page, that's the um the feature on the song, she's actually an actor. She's not even a rapper. Um so that I thought that was dope. And then yeah. it, and then and then the way it ends it's just like then they're just about to start having sex. Yeah. Just kind of that toxic cycle that yeah. a lot of us are in and it's just unfortunate. There, there are some women so toxic that they'll be like, "You know what? Like if I'm pissed off, I just need you to fuck the anger out of me." Mm-hmm. You're like, "What is what is going on? Yeah. We can't have peaceful sex?" Yeah. That's scary, bro. Is that why women like getting choked so much? Mm. <laughs> Who knows. They be trying to die. <laughs> People have their fetishes. You don't want me choking you. You won't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga almost killed me. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of girls do like at least a hand around their neck. Bro, this girl, bro, this girl literally like forced me to choke her before. I swear to God, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like uncomfortable. To where she with couldn't it. breathe, or to where it was just like around. I her just neck. put my hand there, and she yeah. was like, "No, like, like grab really it. do." Yeah, I'm like, wild. my God, yeah. Let me be into different stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just going to force me to choke you out? Mm-hmm. And then she made me mad, so I kind of gripped it a little. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. But no. yeah, that song that song, is, that song is pretty powerful. I think yeah. I took a screenshot of another song I liked. Yeah, there's quite a few. This, it's a lot to wrap your mind around because the album just came out. It's only Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, United in Grief, no. Rich Spirit. Yeah, and one I think I forget the name of the one song, but there's a song in there where he's talking about his his, his uh, cousin being transgender. Oh yeah, and he's telling this whole whole story about how he kind of he kind of always knew that she was a little bit different, but he just loved. Uh, I think it's a he 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 Kendrick Lamar loved his cousin for for who he was, no matter what the circumstance, even if like you know people thought it was kind of weird or or whatever but you just like i said before you don't hear these type of conversations in in this level of of, of hip hop so um yeah and I, i'd be interesting interested to see what is the aftermath of these conversations right yeah. so i think a guy i think one of the people that was very early on this conversation conversations about therapy and and, and masculinity and stuff like that was uh was Jay-Z with 444 Mm. Um, you know, just talking about his infidelity and talking about how he's losing his family and and uh, his, his issues with his when dad. Did come out and in seventeen? Uh, maybe earlier than that. I'm not sure though. Mm. <clears throat> but um, but yeah. So you know, and then I'm sure Kendrick Lamar might have been inspired by those conversations and you know just the whole conversations around uh, mental health 
And, you know, how that is just influencing the music nowadays. Like, you know, J. Cole talking about meditating instead of, you know, um, using drugs. And obviously Kendrick Lamar talking about his experiences and letting them all out. And a lot of, uh, like I said before, a lot of times, like before you actually do um, some sort of therapy, some sort of therapy or, you know, not necessarily therapy, but just learning about yourself, you don't, you're not even aware of these behaviors. So it took Kendrick Lamar up until this point in his life to actually make this album. And that's the beautiful thing about, about music like this is like, you got to live life first and yeah. then you can give the world this type of art. Yeah. Kendrick is a guy, <clears throat> Kendrick is just a, a regular dude. He popped up at the Dodger game and everybody was tripping out. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh my God. And the stupid ass cameraman was like, Oh, looks like that's Kendrick Lamar over there. <laughs> it's like, man, but he yeah. wasn't even, people was coming up taking pictures. He was just being cool. Yeah. You know, just trying to be regular. He was outside with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I think, though? I'll be honest. I think I think uh, I don't know if he said it or somebody else. They said, yeah, man, I've been outside. Just wear, just wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these a lot of people, like a lot of actors and people like that, like this gave them the ability to just float around without around. some without security and shit. I will say, though, I for me, I could tell like I've mm. seen, especially during the pandemic, I was moving around a little bit doing different interviews and music videos and stuff. Yeah. I, could, I could tell, like, a certain, you know, celebrity. If, you, if you're yeah. really familiar with him, you could tell through the mask. Yeah, you know who Leonardo DiCaprio is. Yeah. yeah. You know? and even, but even on a local level, like, say, um, like, well, like yeah. in the gym in Planet Fitness. Oh, yeah. Like, in me, I'm, I'm nearsighted, so I don't really be knowing exactly who's who, but I could tell a silhouette. You know oh yeah, I, I knew I knew this girl. I knew who she was by her booty. I was like, oh, I know that booty. Yeah, anyway. I know that booty from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was in the gym and I seen this chick and I knew exactly who she was. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have my mask on. Mm-hmm. And she seen me. She didn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Some, but hey, look, like I don't feel entitled to ha- talking to someone every time, mm-hmm. you know. But I think it just some people are kind of, I don't know. Some people are kind of faking that way. Yeah. You know, where they're like, yeah. you know, they go, they think that that mask is hiding their whole identity. Yeah, man. I, for me, I just, you know, I just like to be regular. Like, I don't like yeah. to be no weird energy. So I if stop, I see you, I just say hi. Yeah. I stopped wearing my mask quite a while before they told the people that they didn't need to wear them. Because I like, I normalize life again. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to keep having a mask on. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. And then just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. You know, we're not even talking about COVID no more. Yeah. COVID is a dead topic. Mm-hmm. It's some, it's some, uh, it's some uh, uh, video that I've been seeing that's been popping up on the on my algorithm, I guess, on Facebook. It's this black dude, and he got like a Jerry curl. He looked like Rick James. He says, "I, I, you know, I've been in so and so for this many years, and I'm telling you, the COVID vaccine is very safe." Such and such. I'm like, I'm not listening to Rick James. <laughs> they still selling that. That's yeah, why trying to do that. That's hilarious. You know what? Hey, if anybody gets a chance, how many of you guys made it through the pandemic without getting a, a vaccination? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah, I still don't think I ever got COVID, which is crazy. I think you did. You think you were asymptomatic, probably though. No, I mean I've taken tests, so I mean obviously I don't. I don't know if uh, they the tests don't tell you if you had it before, but uh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I had it straight up. I tested for the shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. And I didn't have to take And The funny thing is, is those vaccination cards and all of that, you know, I don't think it's the statute of limitations. I don't think we could mention Yeah, that. you might want to just you know, skate over that topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, man, uh, overall, so far, great album. My two favorite songs right now are Die Hard with Blast and uh, Silent Hill with Kodak. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, song with Blast. That it's Blast. Kinda like, I hope it's not too late. Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was just thinking about that. And that part, part of my my journey now is like I've been um, like speaking to a lot of people um, and just been in communication with a lot of people, like my mom and like I was saying before, like my dad, um, and uh, I, that really resonated with me, especially like over the past few days. You know, mm-hmm. you just think about like how how short life is and how um, important it is to kind of you know get in communication with people and resolve issues in a timely manner because you just never know man like life is so i i was like uh i went to uh my cousin my younger cousin's birthday party uh saturday and um my cousin is well the 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 birthday party looked so different last year it Mm -hmm. was a different house a different place the parents of my younger cousin or he's like my second cousin we're in a completely different relationship now they got separate boyfriend and girlfriends and mm. you it's just so crazy how um a year changes everything so you know when i hear when i hear that blast message and that and then i also hear that on on blast own album i'm like dang that's like when you when you when it's something wrong make sure y'all get in communication with whoever you got to because you just never know uh what life could look like in a, in a matter of a year yeah yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. Uh, the the vibe I get from this album overall is I'm going to be listening to it for a while and just finding new ways to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's certain albums that stick out to me over the years that I, yeah. I just appreciate it over time. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just how I felt. I feel like thinking of it, uh, okay, there's a couple. The, the, I don't want to name like the classic albums. I just want to name albums that kind of stuck out. But I, I'm just going to jumble them up, mix them up. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, definitely one of them. That's a classic album. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, World for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Roddy Rich's Excuse Me for Being Antisocial, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, geez. Oh, Damn, Kendrick's Damn album. Victory Gr- Lap. Loved it. Oh, Victory Lap. Jesus, mm-hmm. yes. That one's definitely... Victory Lap is one of the best hip hop albums of all time. That's just my. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know, especially it being Nipsey's last album. Mm-hmm. That shit, man. I could listen. I purposely don't listen to that album for like seven or eight months on purpose. Yeah, and I turn it on, and that motherfucker still goes in. I, I find it hard to listen to um, Nipsey Hussle. Oh no! I, like I, right, right, right after he passed, I was listening to him a lot. But now, I, if I find it hard to cut it on, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Nipsey. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but there's quite a few, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I, I definitely, I don't want to say, oh, this is a classic. I don't want to say that. You got to give it some time, man. Yeah, and I don't want to say, you could appreciate an album without it being a classic, by the way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a classic. To me, I felt Damn was a classic. Other people was like, hell no, Pimp a Butterfly was better. Like that's fine, but like you can't make me feel the way you feel, sir. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's facts. Yeah, you can't. It's you just can't. your opinion. It's just your opinion, mm-hmm. you know. But I, yeah, I'm just really annoyed that these people handing out their opinions about or doing a whole album review less than 24 hours. Like these yeah, YouTubers. I've seen so many people right yeah. when it dropped, it was uh, people have videos already going up. I was like, dang, that's crazy. It's yeah. kind of like I, I get it. You know, you got to get your money, get your increments, but. 
it's like you know, kind of judging it in that way. It's it's kind of weird. Like, I think if there's you're a, there's what? a guy, um, his name is Big Quint, Big Quentin or something like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he does album reviews, but he does them like he does them kind of in a dope way. Like he 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 makes you. Well, one, he's like super entertaining, so he's up dancing and stuff like that. But also, like he he lets you know that this is the first listen. He also lets you know, like sometimes he'll jump back two weeks later, like hey, you know, it'll cut to a completely different you know outfit and stuff, and he'd be like, hey, I sat on this album for about two weeks now. Um, the songs didn't. I'm not talking about Kendrick. Yeah, album, yeah, yeah. Just, just in, general. in general, he'd be like, the songs didn't really hit like like they uh, like they did originally. Um, but the album was decent. It's a cool album. I'll go back to it and still give it a listen, but it's not as good as I thought or, right. you know, vice versa. So um, I think that's the best way to do it. You got to let you got to let music really breathe. Yeah. It, just this content or art in general. Like, for example, this is episode 217 for me and Keith. Mm-hmm. Right. If you listen to one episode of this podcast and you say, oh, that shit trash, that shit garbage. All they talk about is this or that. You would look like a fool because there are 216 other episodes that you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you've determined that you don't like this thing or whatever based on one episode or for X amount of minutes that you've listened. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, that's not how art works. That's not how content works. Yeah. You know how many episodes of Joe Rogan I love and don't like at all? I mean, you got so many. You got so many. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan's got so many. But imagine if you said Joe Rogan's trash. All of his episodes are trash, and it's like, dog, that's you just you have a bias that's not allowing mm-hmm. you to even be real with anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I, I think that over time, more people will appreciate this album. People who are on that same wavelength, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones that like to listen to mindless music without, you know, they talk about drugs and promethazine and and guns and gang shit. This ain't for this conversation ain't for you. <laughs> yeah, this is for people who are into um, uh, into higher thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually care about uh, people and mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. and you know my growth as a man. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that interest, then I don't think this conversation includes you. Yeah. All right. Well, switching gears. Uh, young Thug. Uh, recently, Young Thug was arrested along with. Many uh, multiple people within the YSL mm-hmm. um, on a RICO charge, and a RICO charge is basically let me—I don't have it verbatim, uh, but yeah, a RICO charge is. Jeez, I can't believe I didn't get this article. Okay, here's what a RICO charge is. A RICO charge is. A violation of RICO occurs when a person in connection with an enterprise engages in a pattern of racketeering activity. Um, Racketeering includes arson, bribery, counterfeiting. Um, And RICO means racketeer influence and corrupt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and corrupt organization. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Young Thug had basically had been trailed by the feds since 2012. That's as far back as they go. And they were building a case. And when the feds come pick somebody up, they don't pick them up without. They pick them up with years and years and years of information. And usually there's probably somebody within that enterprise that has uh, the feds have gotten to him, maybe threatened him with 30 or 40 years. Yeah. He said, you're going to communicate. We're going to lock you up. And they've probably been using that guy as an informant. Usually. 
anybody within a RICO, like in a RICO case, there's an informant that's giving them substantial, like substantial information enough where they can come pick up the leader of that enterprise, which is Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they found that Young Thug was sending text messages. He was also implicating himself in the fucking music. Yeah, he's like, I didn't have, he, I didn't pull the trigger, but I definitely got something to do with that body, right? <laughs> fucking moron, I'm sad bro, moron. Yeah, I, it's 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 ignorant as fuck, and it's mm-hmm. dumb. Yeah. You snitching on yourself, and not to mention, Young Thug had a car rented in his name, and somebody from YSL did a drive-by in that car. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that? I don't know. You hear that shit? It's a 12 year old later. He said, root beer. <laughs> I like drinking root beer. <laughs> All right. Okay, root beer. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's downright stupid that Young Thug and everybody in YSL, or what's it called? Uh, was it Young Slime Life? Mm-hmm. They literally were committing crimes this whole time, and now they're about operating to operating like a gang. So operating like a, a gang, yeah. yeah. And you gave up a, a career with tens of millions of dollars. Like, dog, he's not getting anything less than five years. A Rico charge could get you up to sixty. Mm. <coughs> yeah, yeah, that Cass- D, that DA was very clear too. Yeah, she said, "I want to get all these." She said, oh, "The crime has been going up, and I want to get all these um, criminal organizations off the streets." Mm-hmm. And the dumb thing about it is, you rapping, mm-hmm. like you literally you you have accomplished something that most Americans you are ta- a part of the one percent. Not only money wise, but a part of the percentage of people who make it as big as you did in hip hop. And you fucking throw it down the toilet to be a part of some street thug organization. Mm-hmm. How fucking dumb can you be? Mm-hmm. And I've been hearing people saying things like, I'm sending young thug healing energy. I'm praying for that brother. Man, fuck him. <laughs> you can it, send him healing energy. Fuck him. If he, he is guilty. No, no. Yeah. If young thug is guilty of anything in that RICO charge, fuck him. And everybody in YSL, they all need to go to prison. I I'm think- not, I'm, look, I have no prayers. I have no good will towards a criminal who is hurting innocent people. If your ass is guilty of that shit in a RICO charge, fuck you. You've normalized trauma, put it in the music, and you're going exactly where you should be going. Prison. That's dumb. Yeah. I think you could do both, though. I, I just think the only reason I would say, and I don't know, the for me, it's like I know that he's operating in a way that he just knows how. <clears throat> so, you know, I think that um, it's a hurt person in there somewhere, you know, whether it's, we talked about, it. it's just based off of Kendrick Lamar's album. Like right. that, that same type of person um, is in there. And I think they do need some sort of uh, uh, rehabilitation or therapy or assistance. Man. Not to say, not to absolve him for his crimes. No. He should go to prison, but I'm saying at the same time, um, it's it's an individual in there that needs some real help, and you know, hopefully, he can seek that somewhere. Yeah, but it's hard to get help when you're worth millions of dollars and you don't see a problem with anything that you're doing. You're so set in your ways, you need to just go to jail now. There's no rehabilitation for a person that's worth tens of millions of dollars who is hell bent on still being in the fucking streets. That's yeah. dumb. Yeah. That's 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 some goofy shit. Like you, you literally are squandering away an opportunity that people pray for. There are people more talented than Young Thug or other artists, and they have been fighting for their careers and not making it. While you just fucking blow it, yeah, that is that is ridiculous. And yeah. and 
The thing about it too is you said basically he's just doing what he knows. I get it. Yeah, okay. But you're also destroying the lives of the people listening to the music because you so effortlessly talk about guns and crime and it's people really dying over the shit that you rap about in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, how there more motherfuckers died of fentanyl than COVID. Mm-hmm. More people literally died of the shit that you rap about. And these rappers act like they don't have no influence. Oh, man, you know, you know, it ain't my fault. Motherfucker, you are literally glorifying fuck shit, and we've normalized this as culture. What did Charlemagne say? Stop dick riding dysfunction. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I, I felt like that is this issue. Like, yeah. stop dick riding dysfunction. As we can see, artists such as J. Cole... Kendrick Lamar, Chance the Rapper. Kendrick Lamar is basically promoting like a a healthy relationship. He got his lady and his kids on the cover. Mm -hmm. Chance the Rapper, talk about his wife. Talking about how people in the industry don't talk about marriage and happy Mm -hmm. marriages. No one's promoting anything positive. It's only a handful of motherfuckers with anything positive in the music, man. And, and, And the other ones that do have a positive message... They so underground, they underground, underground. You know the fuck they are. Yeah. It's crazy, man. All the bullshit is at the forefront. And I'm kind of, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I'm kind of glad that the the attention that they've been asking for, they getting it. This the energy you own, right? That thug shit come with a sentence or in the grave. It don't go with nothing else. Nothing else. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. He got busted not too long ago on a charge with a bunch of meth. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing, young thug? I think for I think us as consumers, we just have to be mindful of the stuff we we uh consuming. You know, <laughs> they talk about like uh how you can have an unhealthy mind, you know, in terms of like you can have a, a, a unhealthy diet in your mind, I guess. I forgot how they articulate, I just seen like a little infographic. Mm-hmm. But um you know, just consuming that type of music. And I, there's a there's a place in time, you know, obviously, like we talked about Get Rich or Die Trying was a great album. Um, but I just think for the most part, we got to, we have to, if you really want to be in a healthy space um, and don't want to be, you know, carrying all this trauma, um, we got to start listening to more like Coles and, and, and Kendricks and stuff like that. Um, and not only listening to them, like, for the entertainment but really really listening to the type of messages that they that they send in their music because you know i think you hear it all the time like it'd be somebody that got cancer or something and they'd be like yo i listen to this song every day and it got me through you know it got me through chemotherapy and stuff like that but you you rarely hear that when it's like the guns and drugs and shooting yeah you don't hear that a lot so uh, I hate to break it to you, Keith, but only probably about 30 percent of Americans can think for themselves and, and also be able to uh, be mindful of what they're taking in. Most people take in anything, mm-hmm. anything. How many times have you seen liberals saying dumb, ridiculous, stupid shit that fits their narrative? How many times have you been seeing conservatives saying dumb, ridiculous, stupid shit that fits their narrative? Because they can't fucking think for themselves. So when you spoon feed them with ignorance or or anything else, they'll just take it. Mm-hmm. You know how many regular people that I've known that sip lean and act like it's normal? No, you're a drug addict, stupid. Yeah. You a grown man sipping lean. Are you stupid? And that's also illegal. You don't got a prescription for that. You bragging about something that's illegal. Mm-hmm. 
and you really out here drinking cough syrup, mm-hmm. mixing it with soda. So not only are you killing yourself, but you're mixing it with sugary soda. It's just, it's fucking ignorance. Mm-hmm. It is fucking ignorance. And here's the thing. Andrew Schultz made a great point when he talked about like culture, more or less like hip-hop culture, which is basically black culture. The unfortunate thing is when you think about other cultures, whether it's um, people that are from Germany or Mexico or whatever, these people have a whole history, a real, they could tie their lives to Mexico. They could tie their lives to Germany. They could tie their lives to this. But black Americans in America, we don't have culture. We don't. We don't. We In America, we don't even have real fucking names. My name, my last name, Keith's last name, was our slave masters. If you understand the historical context of what I just said, you know that's a true statement. We don't even have real fucking names. So American culture is very young. And within the American culture, we really only bond through trauma, right? So when, you, when you've bonded through trauma and trauma's also in the music, it could be disguised and normalized as culture when it's not fucking culture. Mm-hmm. It's dysfunction. And the fact that it's so many people that will just prance around and act like this shit is normal. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's 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 really not, man. The you know, the putting money up to your ear and counting money in public and you walking down the street with a blunt in your mouth and this is not the shit on weed but just the 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 normalized fuckery man mm-hmm. you know it the 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 lyrics in a rap song like you know so and so I'm gonna beat the charge my lawyer I'm gonna beat the charge like bro just don't do the crime there was somebody saying that you know this is racist that they're getting young thug in on a rico charge cuz this is what they do to black people dog uh no we we not going to pull that race card today you niggas made it easy. Yeah. You made it so motherfucking easy. You literally implicated yourself through rap lyrics and text messages. It was a text message from Young Thug that said, I can't believe y'all niggas ain't shot or killed that nigga yet. In a text message. That's crazy. You got to be the dumbest nigga ever to do that. You got to be the dumbest person ever to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I hate to say this, I have empathy for people going through real life situations. Mm-hmm. But I have very little empathy for a person who created the circumstance for themselves to hang themselves. You just going to learn a lesson, buddy. Mm-hmm. We all got to learn lessons when we fuck up in life. I can't, you know, I can't say, if, if somebody I know did some really wild shit, and I say, I pray for you. I'm probably praying for you to not go crazy. <laughs> I'm not praying for you to beat the case. Yeah. I'm not hoping you get busted, but I'm not praying for you to beat the case. Mm-hmm. You, you, you fucked up, buddy. Mm-hmm. You got to sit with that. Yeah, you got you to gotta live with that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's. Good old young thug, man. Let's yeah, see how this plays out. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely don't give a shit how it plays out. Just because I know how many people have been um, affected by this shit in culture, and I hate to say this, but I'll add a little. I'll, I'll uh, add a little more to it. Like you even look back when I was a kid, you know, coming up, it was songs like "Ain't No Fun" if the homie can't have none, right? Which and, and people knew all the words. I know all the words. It ain't no fun if the homie can't. You're basically saying 
you and your homie having fun fucking the same girl. Mm-hmm. That's rapey. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's not okay. No. But it's in the music. Mm-hmm. Right? This shit, shit like that, man. And what's crazy, too, is you start noticing that once artists start taking that dark route, it ends bad. Tupac was with uh, Underground. Uh, was it? Uh, Digital Underground. Digital Underground, mm-hmm. right? And then once he went to death row and started throwing up West Side, he got shot up and killed. Yeah. So it's like once you take on that negative persona, it comes with what it comes with. Mm-hmm. You you cannot change the you can't change the outcome. One of the only ones that's that's gotten completely out the streets and he had to do it for a good reason was Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. But Snoop Dogg caught a motherfucking murder charge at one time. Yeah. So it's like, bro, this shit is not nothing to play with. And you know what's funny too? You ever heard of? Uh, I think Nipsey talked about this. Are you familiar with the gang enhancement? Mm-hmm. A gang enhancement is basically when you are affiliated with a street gang, whether it's Blood, Crip, whatever. If you have certain tattoos that uh, that kind of uh, incriminate you in a way, because you're you're basically putting that you're a part of this uh, street gang on your body. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you commit a crime that gets you four months. But that gang enhancement gets you automatically three years. So now you got three years, three months. Why would you rap about being a blood? Why would you rap about being a crip when your stupid ass is going to go to prison? If the feds are watching you Mm -hmm. and they literally are looking at a case that goes back to 2012, 2013, they're going to pick you up and it's over for you, bro. This case is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when it <clears throat> what I what I loved about Nipsey is before he died, he really was updating his message. It wasn't really no gangster shit. It was a lot of uplifting mm-hmm. messages in Nipsey's music. Business, eating good, Bi- eating healthy. Yeah, business savvy stuff. He, before he passed, he wasn't even smoking weed. Mm-hmm. He said he stopped smoking weed because he wanted to be alert. And he yeah. also he was aware of the perception that people had of him if he smelled like marijuana. Now, what, what we're not gonna do is tear down marijuana on here. Because I'm not going to do that. There are a lot of things in life way worse than weed. But when you walk into a room smelling like weed, people don't respect that, especially in a place of business. Mm-hmm. When it's in a place of business where hundreds of millions of dollars are being exchanged and you are walking in there and you want to be seen as somebody that should be respected, you can't do that. The only way you get away with that is if you Snoop Dogg. Yeah. But Snoop Dogg has enough social cachet where he's earned that. Yeah. But if you're Eddie McGee or Keith trying to prove that you can do X and Y, man, ain't nobody taking your ass serious with that. Not at all. So, I don't know. That nigga Young Thug is, he gonna be in prison for a long time. Yeah. You know what's sad, too? I think by the time he gets out of prison, he's gonna strip himself of everything. You you know, the, the best example of this, literally, the Best example of this is Shine, the rapper Shine, Mm -hmm. that got locked up with the whole shit with P. Diddy where he busted his gun. Mm -hmm. Like, Shine was really a street dude. Mm -hmm. So when the shit popped off, he busted his gun. And if if he didn't bust his gun, then we wouldn't be be no J-Lo today. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't be no Benifer. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. so he did that, and I, I forgot how many years Shine did. He did over ten years, I think. Yeah, he's a t- completely different person now. Yeah, he's into like politics and stuff. He's into like politics, that. and he's in uh, Belize. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, how much, and he talked. He had a full interview talking about you know how about how ignorant he was. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Young Thug is gonna make it there till he 
is behind walls and he can't get out. Mm-hmm. Sad, man. That's a sad situation. It, it's sad. We, we got to stop this shit, but I'm not going to keep dragging along. I think Keith's starting to get uninterested. I could look at his yeah, body. Yeah, I'm language. like, Young Thug is a criminal. He needs to go to prison. So yeah. that's pretty much Jeffrey! <laughs> Switching gears. Uh, formula shortage. Uh, recently, there has been a baby formula shortage. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are up in arms. There are a lot of. Let me watch the restroom. Go ahead, man. Gonna run out of my life like you always do, Keith. Is that what you're doing? There has been a baby formula shortage, and this is what parents need to know about the formula shortage. Where to look for baby formula, how to keep on hand when you find it, and how to ride out the crisis. Crazy. It's a fucking. How do you run out of baby formula? Who the fuck is in charge of the formula? Is it Joe Biden? Did Joe Biden forget about the fucking formula? Huh? Did he drink all the formula? Because he's basically a baby now. He's been reduced back to a baby. So he's drinking all the goddamn formula. Goddamn you, Joe Biden. Fuck. All right. A worsening nationwide baby formula shortage is putting parents across the United States on edge as they scramble to find ways to feed their children. More than 40% of formulas are out of stock at stores around the country, a crisis that has been building for months and stems from pandemic supply issues that were exacerbated by the February closure of a major production plant. President Biden announced this week that the federal government is working to manufacturers to increase production of formula and keep families assessing existing stock. But pediatricians are bracing for the possibility that the current shortage doesn't resolve anytime soon. Realistically, I think we're looking at several more months, said Dr. Stephen Abrams, a spokesperson, a spokesman for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Even once that factory restarts, I don't think the situation will get better uh, super rapidly because the shortages have been developing for so long. Uh, okay. What should I do if I find my baby's unusual formula anywhere? Okay. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I believe there's a uh, uh, supply chain issues going on right now. And that's one of the main reasons why people can't get the formula. And there was a baby, not a baby. There was a woman in a store that had took so much formula that she had a bag. You remember that big old sack that um, Mr. Grinch had when he was stealing gifts <laughs> on yeah. Christmas? Yeah. She had a fucking Mr. Grinch bag full of Infamil. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, this is how we can prove humans are selfish. Yeah. When it, when it comes down to it, we are, when it comes down to between me and, and when it comes between one person and another person, it's just like uh, a self-preservation at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But it, here's my question. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to go down a wormhole. And I, I, I don't want to come off as a person who is an expert on fucking formula. But I will say this. We cannot deny that there is a business aspect to formula in general. There have been multiple lawsuits involving these major companies that release Infamil and all these things because they don't care about your baby and they don't care about you. Mm -hmm. They found all kinds of non-natural shit in the fucking formula. They found lead in some of them. They found fucking heavy metals. And this is going into babies, by the way. He's drinking this stuff. And you're giving babies this slop, and it has cow milk in it. Hold on. Let me let me look up the... Hold on. One second. Hold on. N-E-C formula. 
Okay, NEC formula. Baby formula lawsuit, class action. Let me go down here. Over 10 billion won by baby formula NEC lawsuit. 10 billion? 10 billion, sir. If your child suffer, suffered necrotizing intercolitis, NEC resulting in injury or death, contact a lawyer now and find out if you have a case. And basically what it was is uh, the cow's milk, like, it was causing it's not it's been proven that it's not good for babies mm-hmm. this extremely premature babies fed human donor milk are less likely to develop dangerous intestinal condition necrotizing intercolitis nec than babies fed the standard premature infant formula derived from cow's milk according to research by investigators at john hopkins children's center and elsewhere only one of the 29 infants who received human milk developed NEC, and it recovered without surgery. Compared to five out of 24 babies on formula, for whom required surgery, the findings, the, the researchers said, justify a move toward a human milk-only diet and extremely premature babies, those born weighing less than 1,500, gram, 1500 grams or 3.3 pounds. See, man. This is crazy. Moreover, babies who got human milk tolerated feeding better, allowing them to be taken off supplemental IV nutrition much sooner. Um, here's what we got to ask ourselves. The first formula from my findings didn't come around until 1865. And the slaves were freed then also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's another conversation. Um, and the crazy thing about that is they were basically just having cow's milk before that. So even before that, how were babies surviving without this? Oh, maybe because they didn't need it. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial, but babies have been surviving way before the idea of formula. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I don't know. I wasn't born back then, so I can't really say. I mean, they lived. There's history that people. No, I'm saying I just yeah. don't know what they used. I don't know if it was if they were using cow milk. I, I don't know if they were just sharing titties in the uh, in the slave house. It was some big what? titties back in the day, man. Big it, it, what back in 1800s titties was bigger. Yeah, man. In fact, definitely. They used to hang a little lower too. Yeah. You ever seen them old like naked slave pictures? Wow, Keith, you took it there, didn't you? Titties be hanging. <laughs> hanging like teenagers. <laughs> Damn, Shorty got them Harriet Tubbins, nigga. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think the thing about it is that there's this fear and this sensationalism that's created by, there's no formula, oh, fuck. Yeah. And I don't want to disrespect any mothers out there, anybody with kids that are afraid of this, but there, there was a woman that was talking about like, no, I, I don't feed my kids that shit that shit's not natural and it's not for babies Mm -hmm. and there have been many people that said that once they gave their baby formula the baby started having reactions and rashes and all kinds of shit yeah i i I will say i don't think it's for everybody i think the majority of babies that drink formula are fine but it's just like it's just like any type of food right like for me when i go to taco bell i don't have like bad bowel movements but for you when you go to taco bell like you i'm if the if it's not cooked at a perfect temperature, mm-hmm. you might have a whole you know whole experience. Mm-hmm. So don't don't speak for me, Keith. <laughs> but I, I will say with the with the formula, it's it's almost a necessity because mm-hmm. they're obviously they could make it healthier, and there might be a organic version out there. I'm not sure. I don't have no kids, but um, it's almost a necessity because I know like you know um, young babies like some of my friends' kids and their girlfriends or whatever the case may be, they try to pump as much 
um, milk as they can. Like I had a friend, um, I just seen him on the plane and he had a couple bottles of, of, of like breast milk that his, his wife had pumped and they were out of town and he was just like kind of hoping that it survived and, uh, long enough until he got back home. And you know, when, when, a, when a baby is hungry, a baby is hungry. You can't just be like, you know, wait you know, hour or two, wait till we get home. It's like the baby going to drink as much as he going to drink. So. Yeah. What's crazy though, man, is like when the idea of milk to me is, is I'll say this because I used to haul milk and I used to haul raw milk, which is basically coming straight from the cow. And there's these, these, these huge tanks. They're probably about at least, I don't know, 10,000 gallon tanks. I would say uh-huh. at least about 10,000 gallon tanks of raw milk. And when I would load them into the back of the tanker, sometimes I had to put a filter back there. And what would happen is once I was done loading the tanker up and I pulled that off and pulled the filter off, it was clogged with hair. It was clogged with dirt. It was clogged with all kinds of pus and shit. Yeah. And they basically, we, we would take it out to the city of industry off of Highway 605 and um, they would process it and put it out as milk. The company is Altadena. Right, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen that brand before in a grocery yeah, store. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm 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 responsible for bringing tons, gallons and gallons of that milk mm-hmm. to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if cow's milk should be for human consumption. I just think that we just have a culture of taking other animals and using them for everything. Like, <laughs> because the it, the way that milk fucks my stomach up and so many other people. It's like, I don't even know if we have the digestive enzymes to break that down. I think as a kid, I used to drink milk and shit all the time. That Milk is with every meal. This is what this is what makes me really like have be on high alert for this formula shit is how much they shove milk down our fucking throats. Mm-hmm. Protein powders got milk in them. Um, protein bars got milk in them. I think it's a, um, it's a cheap way of adding like uh, density to something. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it's it's extreme profit. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's extreme. It's, like it's it's there's cows all over the place. They probably yeah. and they're milking cows, you know, year round. Yeah. Um, and it's it's probably pretty cheap per gallon, and you know they just bust it down to a powder, put it here, put it there, um, mix it with a couple other things, and then you can sell something for a dollar fifty or two dollars. It's whatever. crazy, yeah. but I just think it's profit over people because they've mm-hmm. but there's been. There's been studies showing how, you know, how milk products can affect a lot of people. Yeah. Like if you even if if it, they make it more healthy, I've gotten off all protein powders. I only get my my protein from Whole Foods mm-hmm. um, because it can fu- it can make you have breakouts, even if it, just in general, mm-hmm. like eating a protein powder. I get really bad farts, like mm-hmm. really bad, like mm-hmm. really bad farts mm-hmm. from protein powder or protein bars. Really it's gassy. Yeah, it, but and it, it, even with that, it's just it is also about knowing your body. Yeah. So for me, I'm not lactose intolerant, so I don't have a problem with um, drinking any milk. It doesn't make me yeah. feel any kind of. But way. I wasn't as a kid though. I was drinking milk every fucking day. That's your body, though. I don't know if it's from like it's a, it, it's also a, a cultural thing. There's a lot of black yeah. people that are just lactose. It's been shown Native that yeah, black people are like our. We get older, I guess our our stomachs don't have the digestional enzymes to break mm-hmm. down. Dairy, it's but just doodling, I, it's just doodling. Yeah, you'll be blowing. You, you will blow a hole through your fucking drawers trying mm-hmm. to drink some milk. But I'm trying to figure out um, who was the first person that determined said, "You know what? I'm gonna suck that cow's titties." 
That's wild. That's a wild statement. The wildest shit I ever seen was this chick, right? She was breastfeeding. She was breastfeeding her kids or whatever. And she had one kid on her left titty. This is no lie. And then I guess she had some puppies that and a mother couldn't nurture them. Something had happened. So the dog was sucking on her titties. That's wild. And the dog was like really drinking the milk, dog. That's bestiality, dog. You can't do you that. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that dog was tearing that nipple up. Yeah. I'm That's like, crazy. I've never seen that. Before. Bro, it's a video. It's out there somewhere, man. Somebody had posted it on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook back in the day when they allowed weird fuck shit to be on there. Mm-hmm. And the lady was just like, a baby was there, and then the little puppy was over there, and the puppy was just drinking the milk. They should, you know what they should do? They should start doing like human, humans like cows. Like say, say a girl that, uh, or a woman that doesn't necessarily, I don't know if she just wants to do it. You know, maybe that's her purpose in life. She wants to, uh, or a group of them, right? Like that want to, one, stay pregnant. The Breastfeeding Association. Yeah, just have a bunch of, Big titty women, BFA, um, <laughs> a bunch of big titty women with like these little suction things on them, and then it's just going through these tubes, and then you know they just put them out in the stores. I think that would be crazy. I'll buy it just to taste how it, just to taste it. Yeah, probably. I didn't taste no breast milk since I was like a good two years old. That you know, it's weird. It's motherfucking kids that are like ten years old drinking breast milk. Yeah, do be some old heads, and they be like sucking straight from the titty. It's like yeah. yo. Yo, this is dis- this is dysfunctional. <laughs> I'm calling I'm calling CPS. Yeah, this is borderline sexual. Yeah, you got a teenager sucking titties, man. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, now? when you when you were when you were a child, suck on some titties, and then when you when you get like 17, 18, then you can suck on some titties again. But some real ones though. Yeah, exactly. No breast milk coming out of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's nuts, man. There's some men that drink their wife's breast milk. I heard it, it like there's some dudes that. Literally, the the wife, their wife, they'll pump it out, and then dudes will drink it. Guess I may, tr- I may just stick my finger in it just to see what's what's going on. There. What's that? Why? How yeah. hot it is? Just to t- taste it. Like, why is my why is my son or daughter just like? Uh, yeah, a lot of these girls, I, a lot of these girls, I wouldn't drink their breast milk. I I couldn't do it. Diets, they got yeah, they got diets. bad diets. If yeah. you eat, I, I you eating a steady diet of uh, tacos and che- and hot Cheetos and uh, uh, burgers, I can't eat, drink that breast milk. <laughs> I get high blood pressure drinking that shit. Yeah, women definitely have to be mindful they die when they when they breastfeeding. Yeah, so I had to mess the baby up. You can't be drinking four locos and breastfeeding. Yeah, that don't that don't work. That baby gonna be fucked up. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. baby, sick as a motherfucker, <laughs> drunk, huh? baby, already in AA and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, four loco might be the worst drink ever. Really? Oh man, I I got one time. I me and uh, me and your brother split one a long time ago because it's when four locos first start popping off. Yeah. So we wanted to know what the craze was about. Yeah. And we split a four loco, and I don't know why me and Des were just drinking off the same cans. But oh y'all split? Y'all didn't even put it in a cup or nothing? No, we That's just wild. drank off it. Yeah. This when you got when you got like really close friends, you just do shit you probably shouldn't be doing. Scratching your head. Like, what yeah. Yeah. Like like I'm not gonna drink off the same can as Keith. Mm-hmm. But like, if I had to, I'd be like, I'd rather drink off Keith's can than somebody else's. <laughs> My yeah. mouth pretty clean. Yeah, <laughs> I heard herpes break outbreak last week. No. <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an NFT that's going to change the fight game. I had herpes flare up last week. Had two breakouts in the, two breakouts in the same week. Damn, yeah, that's funny. But oh, yeah, man. they used to call that cocaine in a can, especially like when I was. 
18, 19 years old um, oh, yeah. at the little college parties at BC. Uh-huh. Um, that was like a that was a regular thing because it was oh. like cheap enough, and it was enough drink for you to kind of be like loaded by oh. the end of the by the end of your drink. They got these things called buzz balls too. Mm, the little uh, yeah, the little yeah. things. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy to me, and I was and there was this guy on TikTok talking about it. He said, as a culture, we've normalized alcoholism, and we've and like we literally drink every weekend or whatever, but we don't realize how much damage is doing to us and it's like it is crazy and sometimes irreversible mm-hmm. there was a dude that was like 51 years old and he was begging on on a uh, tiktok please young people please please don't do what i did please take care of yourself stop drinking alcohol please because his liver is fucked mm-hmm. his health is fucked and he was just like man he's like if i could take it all back i would man and i was an alcoholic and i was drinking all the time and it got to the point where I got sick and, you know, I had to have all these surgeries and all kind of shit. Yeah. It's like, bro. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a um, it's, just, it's interesting that something that's literally killing you, like we are consuming. We've normalized yeah. it. Yeah. We make it cool. And there's people that they'll get a bottle of alcohol, be like, woo. Like, what are you celebrating? Death? Yeah. And, and I get it. And me, I, I, I'm learning to understand it as a person that has never drank alcohol before, um, I get the kind of allure of it, right? You, you kind of, you feel kind of good. You're, you're around your friends and your family. You might be watching sports or something. So I get that, but you know, um, just moderation, right? Yeah. My diet is not the cleanest, but yeah, I don't be eating hot Cheetos every day. Yeah. You know? You'll fuck <clears throat> yourself up. That, that was that rapper that almost got real fucked up from eating hot Cheetos, a little, a little Xan. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. Xana to stop eating he had hot a straight Cheetos. Cheeto diet or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, man, that's weird. Yeah, that's very weird, man. To eat that many hot Cheetos. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a fan of hot Cheetos at all. I I think yeah. I don't know. It's just sometimes you just crave. Or at least for me, yeah. I, I'll crave uh, I'm, hot Cheetos. I'm old school, homie. You know what I like better? That, like that's better in my opinion. Hot fries. Hot fries, fire. Hot fries. Hot fries fire. might be better than hot Cheetos. Just they the texture better. is like. Yeah. It's more. It ain't as crunchy. Yeah, yeah. That, it's it's a br- it's a brand to me that's like the best form of like hot fries, cheese fries. It's called Andy Caps. Hmm. Bro, I might. Is it in uh, Dollar Tree? It might be. It's in a, like a kind of a smaller bag, and it's got like they like they got a hot fries one, and it's got one that's got like cheese, like cheesy jalapeno. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, fire! Bro. Fire! Yeah. That's crazy. Killing the NFT game. We got to start doing like a little... Uh, NFT got mad bumps on it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start doing like a little uh, throwback throwback Thursday food type of thing where we just kind of oh. experiencing uh, older snacks and stuff. Bro, like that'll that. be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> bro, don't even get me started, bro. All the <laughs> snacks that I ate in high school, god yeah. damn. Well, the first one got to be, though, if we actually do it, the first one got to be those... Uh, those Graham oh, cracker, you know, Graham cracker with the jelly yeah, and the motherfucking much. peanut butter. If we could find those, bro. Oh, I, I did. I man. know they have them at Walmart. They not the OG one that came because the ones at school. You get them online. Yeah, I haven't seen them though. But oh, the ones at school came in like the silver and blue yes. wrapper. Yes. Yeah, if we could get, get those, them, you get them online. Yes, yeah, you could get right. those online. You get those little cinnamon donuts online. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The little yeah. breakfast ones. Mm-hmm. You get um, you get the square pizza with the square pepperonis on it online. Yeah. It's just a little pricey. But they got it. That'd be dope. What was what was funny to me though is 
the pizza that came in that plastic, that shit was always hot as fuck. And it's like, why are you cooking this with plastic? Yeah. <laughs> plastic sometimes, Loki, be crunchy. Yeah, you'd be like, shit, I'm going to eat this too. Yeah. <laughs> Little plastic never hurt nobody. Yeah, a little bit of plastic can't hurt nobody. Shit. Yeah, that's funny. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I'm about to get sick anyway. Might as well eat this. <laughs> I think I just think going back to the original conversation, I think overall, we just gotta be aware of what we putting in our in our bodies and especially like especially our kids. So I know that I understand that uh breastfeeding is not always ideal just because of many, many circumstances, uh, whether location or you know, somebody may be traveling a certain place or whatever the case may be. Um, so there is a certain necessity for for the um, the infamil and stuff. But um, yeah, we just got to be aware, you know, of of what we're putting in our body. And so and sometimes it's all we can afford. It's just like eating top ramen. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's just all the best we could do. You got to go to the local liquor store and pick up some infamil or whatever. But man, that's crazy. Yeah. I ate so much ramen as a kid. Like, I'm going to keep it a buck, though. If I, like, ramen is not nasty, bro. It's good. I, I still eat it every now and then. It, it's good, bro. I ain't going to lie. It, mm. It's good. <laughs> it, it's good. But I don't fuck with it because it's Sodium, way too huh? salty. Yeah. Way too salty. Have you ever made a spread? A little Joe House nah, spread? Nah, I never did none of that. But with my, uh, I don't know if he had got out of jail or something like that, but my, uh, my cousin Payne. He the first one I ever seen make a spread. What do he do? Uh, it's different for everybody. Um, I think he put like uh, chili beans in there, and then he put like Fritos. So you cook the the top ramen, and then you put the um, the beans in there, and then you put the chips in there, and it's like it's a whole experience. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole experience to a quicker grave. Yeah, that shit is that the amount people don't realize the amount of salt in that, and how much it could shock your body. Mm-hmm. It's really bad, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, the way you could reduce the amount of salt in it is just don't pour the whole packet in. That's facts. It's kind of diluted a little. Yeah, but you know what else people do, too, to make them get all the salt is they drink the soup afterwards. Oh, yeah. They be- <laughs> that's that's probably the the um, the appeal of it, right, mm-hmm. is that the amount of salt in there. You know, it's, it's, we're kind of like we're probably addicted to salt and yeah. sugars. So, you know, that's probably why, like, kids like it so much. And the so. sad part about it is poor people really thought they was getting different flavors of, of meat. Like, shrimp flavor is, ain't uh, no shrimp in it. Yeah. Chicken <laughs> flavor ain't no chicken. Beef ain't no beef. What? What? what they don't, those are only three, right? No, they got a bunch of, they got the oriental flavor. They got, like, lime and. Um, oh, they got lime now. They didn't have like that when hot, I was a kid. Hot and spice. It's a bunch of it's different. It's a bunch now. Yeah, it's a bunch of them now. Damn, they really giving poor people a lot of options. <laughs> the OG is just the uh, three the, flavors the I mentioned: chicken and uh, chicken, beef, beef and, and shrimp. And shrimp, yeah, yeah. Besides that, them was the only ones. But I think I seen like I don't like the spicy shit. I can't fuck with that. The Oriental been around for a minute though. Oh, that's you remember? It's, it came in a blue, like the little blue wrapper. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it did yeah. I guess it was like a it's more of an authentic flavor. Yeah, it's not necessarily flavor like the the, the what, meat. What was the brand called? Moroton or some shit. Top Ramen is a brand, and then uh, yeah. Maruchin is Maruchin. like the other. I guess that's that's the that's the, that's the rival, the it's yin the, and the yang. Yeah, the B side. Yeah, <laughs> the B side. So it's it's Top Ramen, Maruchan, mm-hmm. and. Damn, what's the other ones? I don't know if there's any. They got the uh, 
They definitely got the Master P brand. I've seen that in stores. What's it called? I forgot. I don't know. I got the hookup. I got the noodles up. These <laughs> <laughs> to make them say oh noodles right here. I got my own noodles. I got to start opening up our own business. We got to open black businesses. I got the new Muyadas and the new uh the new noodles in here. Yo, I got love for Master P, man. I really do, but he has some of the ugliest shoes I ever seen <laughs> in my Muyadis, life. Muyadas, last time I came here, Charlemagne didn't like my shoes. <laughs> we got the new Muyadas now. Let's see, I'm about to look them up right now. What are they called? Wrap noodles, premium ramen noodle soup, Master P. They call uh, it's from Wrap Snacks. Ah, uh, okay. Mm, let's see what the reviews are. Let's see, review. This was nothing special. Tasted like regular ramen in the cup. No gumbo taste. Bland prime rib. Hot chicken Dang. has hot chicken has some spicy flavor, but nothing Louisiana about it. Oh, it's noodles, nigga. What you expect? Yeah, it ain't supposed to really. The Master P noodles are fantastic. Each of the different flavors are unique. I have brought I have brought brought the case of noodles, so bought. They meant to put bought. The case of noodles so I can enjoy them as usual. Oh, it's all kind of reviews on here. Okay. Get your money, Master P. Icon snacks. Yeah. Yeah. It, let me see. I think they might be in Walmart. I could be wrong. Yep, right. Wrap snacks icon. Probably in certain cities, they might have them in like maybe more in the south or something. Oh, this one of the noodles got boot like got little boosie on it. Louisiana hot. Then the other one got E forty, and the other one got Master P. Little boosie favor might be like homophobia noodles. Yeah, like man, get these gay noodles out of here, man. (laughs) Gay noodles, man. Everybody like Zoom. No Zoom. boy should be wearing a dress. <laughs> That's the name of the noodle. <laughs> okay, rap snacks. Bro, this Master P, bro, he out here getting money, dog. Yeah, you got to think, man, like it take a while to build a business. And uh, Master P, especially coming from the music industry, he understands Ma- what Ma- longevity is and stuff like that. So <laughs> who knows? In, in like 20 years, Rap snacks and whatever noodle brand Bro, could probably sell to Master P got a brand called Ooh Wee Lemonade Blueberry from Rap Snacks. It got a picture of a little baby on the front. <laughs> he owns the Master I, P owns Rap Snacks. I don't think I don't know if he does, but it says oh. Rap Snacks Hip Hop Look Little Baby Blueberry Lemonade. It's twenty ounces. It's a pack of twenty four for forty. Does it forty dollars? Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, forty forty nine dollars. You remember the uh, Jones sodas? Yes, I do. They, they were very um, big at one time. They can you can uh, like customize uh, a packet. They have some nasty ones for a minute, like Thanksgiving ones and shit. Really? Yeah, they had, it was all kind of fucked like up cranberry flavors. or something like that. Yeah, ain't nobody trying to. Do Your pops used to love them Jones Jones sodas back in the day. Yeah, we used to get like he used to get the RCs, which was probably like eighty something cents, eighty nine cent RC cola. Uh huh. Oh, them is a- and then um. Maybe when he got paid, or you know, when it was a good day, when the money was up, we could go get the Jones soda. Or yeah, because like the Jones is a little pricier. Yeah, RC soda is probably the cheapest soda in American history. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, them mothers mm-hmm. got the price right on it. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't got to do no add, addition, subtraction. <laughs> you got to be dumb as hell if you go up there. Like, how much is this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my aunt used to drink cases of RC soda. Rest in peace. But yeah. 
uh, my dad told her one day, he's like, why are you drinking that shit? That's rock gut soda. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so that shit gonna rot in your gut out. That's comedy. That's yeah. a King Cobra of sodas. Oh man, that's yeah, that's King Cobra fucking uh oh. <laughs> that's another soda. I'm trying to think, like you think about old snacks, there's certain drinks that ain't around no more. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Slice? Yeah, I do. It's not around like that. Sierra Mist ain't around like that no more. Sierra Mist is around. Not like that. You could get it. You can Maybe I just don't drink soda. I'm talking yeah, all my ass, but sure. I don't see it. Because that's what I t- uh, we had this conversation before. Stop arguing with me, Keith. <laughs> but the Sierra Mist <laughs> is, uh, and then the Co- the Coca-Cola product. So yeah. the Coca-Cola is Sprite, right? And then uh-huh. C- Sierra Mist is uh, like a Pepsi product. Uh-huh. So depending on the store, like if you go to a restaurant, for Taco Bell, for instance, they have uh, Pepsi products. Mm. So they always gonna have Sierra, Sierra Mist there. Mm. Or if you go to a certain restaurant, you you be like, "Hey, can I have a Sprite?" And they will be like, "Oh, we have Sierra Mist. Is that okay?" Mm-hmm. And then you know you get Sierra Mist. But obviously, Coca Cola is a, a much more popular uh, brand, so they're gonna be in more places. But you get some Sierra Mist in certain spots. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Um, well, looks like we're coming to the end of this one. Yep. We'd like to genuinely thank everyone from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we've had a major surge in viewership and uh, we want to thank everybody who just came aboard uh a trucker's mind podcast yeah we got 216 other episodes you haven't seen or listened to and uh yeah welcome to the club yes sir thank you uh, also make sure you subscribe to the youtube um the numbers is slowly growing over there yes um but hit that subscribe button and notification bell yes um yeah, we go, we going up over there too. A hundred percent. Yeah, we, I've, I always forget to mention you know subscribing because we're so used to doing podcasts without YouTube back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure you head on over and subscribe if you if we've earned your subscription. Head on over, hit the notification bell too because we're going to be dropping content. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, if you feel it's on your heart to donate to the platform, go to PayPal. Oh no, not PayPal. Fucking it's Cash App. Cash App at ATM Pod. ATM pod for a friendly donation to the podcast if it is on your heart and if we have earned your ear head on down for a donation to the content mm-hmm. once again thank you for listening to a trucker's mind podcast I'm Eddie McGee it's your boy K things we're out of here peace